Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments to take a look at the book with us. The book we're going to be looking at is the book of Daniel. Daniel's prophecy is practical, it is prophetic, and it is a must-study if you want to know exactly what God is going to be doing in the future. The Daniel Papers is a five-part audio series that is a complete look at the book of Daniel. Now, the book of Daniel does not unfold numerically. Let me just tell you this. If you're going to read through Daniel, you have to read it this way, and I'll tell you the chapters in their order. Chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, and 8, then back to chapters 5 and 6, and then 9, 10, 11, and 12. In the past, we have listened to the first in this five-part series. Today, we want to take a look in the second message in this five-hour audio series that takes a look at the entire book of Daniel. This one entitled, Times of the Gentiles. We'll listen to this study, and then I'll be back to tell you how you can get your complete copy of the Daniel Papers, a study of the book of Daniel. Right now, here's the study. I believe that God created man approximately 6,000 years ago. We come along for 4,000 years. Jesus Christ comes, lives, dies, buried, resurrects, goes to the heavenlies. He has promised to come. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I shall come again, receiving you unto myself. The next event in God's calendar of activities represented by this first mic stand would be the rapture of the church. That's when Jesus Christ shouts, the archangel shouts, the trumpet of God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him in the air. This is called the rapture. What is this called right here? I can't hear you. What's this called? Thank you very much. By the way, the rapture has not taken place yet. I can guarantee that. If I disappear, you're in trouble. I'd love to be on an airplane when the rapture happened. Wouldn't that be neat? <laughs> Just buckle up for safety and a little stewardess walks by and says, coffee, tea, and you disappear. Oh, man, that would be good. If not, I have two sons. Now, one of them is 6'5", and the other one, Jim, is about almost six foot. He was an All-American soccer player. Rick, both of them are great athletes. They can jam the ball, you know, in basketball. I taught them everything to know, but I've never been able to jam it. I would love just to be playing one-on-two against my boys, drive between them both, go up for a layup, and as I'm going up, Jesus shout, the archangel shout, trouble God sound, I want to jam it and go to heaven just one time before. <laughs> so for eternity, I can say, I jammed it in your face, baby. Anyway, what is this called right here? Thank you. And then after that's going to be a seven-year period of time. How many years right here? What's this over here? How many years right here? And then at the end of that seven-year period of time, Jesus Christ gets on a white horse. We all get on white horses. We all come back to the earth. That's called the revelation. What's this called? How many years right here? What's this right here? How many years here? What's this right here? And then after that's going to be a thousand-year period of time. And then the next event, great white throne judgment. Say that together. The great white throne judgment. And then eternity, future, new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. Now, this eschatologically is how everything is going to unfold. We're someplace prior to the rapture of the church. How close it is, only God knows. I believe it is very, very close. And as we give you the study through Daniel this week, I hope to help you understand the events in particular that come together here, culminating with the return of Jesus Christ, giving evidence of how soon the coming of Christ may be. Take your Bibles and turn with me now, having that in mind, to the book of Daniel chapter 2. Remember, we looked at Daniel chapter 1, 3, 4, 5, and 6 yesterday, 
as we followed the theme, Daniel's prophecy is practical. In chapter 1, Daniel and the three Hebrew children purposed in their heart. How could they set a purpose for life? Because they knew prophecy. Daniel understood the book of Isaiah, chapter 39. A hundred years before it happened, Isaiah had prophesied, people of royalty from the royal family out of Israel will be taken into the Babylonian captivity. When Daniel was taken, he knew exactly that he was the fulfillment of prophecy. So he was able, through prophecy, to have a purpose for his life. And then we see the protection of the three Hebrew children in chapter 3 of the book of Daniel. Again, they came from the royal family. They knew exactly what was going to happen. And God interceded and protected them. They wouldn't bend. They did not bow. And they did not burn. And because of the fact that Jesus Christ, I believe, the fourth man in the furnace with them, interceded to protect them, keeping them, of course, from anxiety, fear, uh, from uh, disbelief, from uh, those things of doubt that enter in. And then we looked, of course, at Nebuchadnezzar himself, a man full of pride who said, look at all of Babylon. And indeed, even today, they're trying to figure out exactly what it was that he used, the technique architecturally that he used to build this unbelievable city of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar was so proud. A year to the day after the prophecy, you'll be struck down, Nebuchadnezzar, for your pride. He went ahead and boasted of what he had done. And God brought him down for seven years. But prophecy keeps us from that pride. And then, of course, punishment followed Belshazzar, who was Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, when he took the vessels used in the temple to bring honor and glory to God Almighty and then desecrated them with putting their wine in it for their drunken brawl of a thousand of his cronies, punishment. And the punishment, uh, we can know about that punishment to come and warn others because of our prophecy. So prophecy is practical in that area. And prayer, Daniel in chapter 6, prayed three times as was his custom and ended up in a lion's den. But these were men of prayer. Every prophet, you study the personalities of the prophets, they were all people of prayer. And it's an exhortation for us. Now, as we come back to chapter 2, we skipped over chapter 2 because it is more prophetic, although it is practical when it gives us the prophecy. It is prophetic, and then we're going to look at chapter 7 and chapter 8 very quickly together. I remind you of how we count in Daniel, chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 12. In chapter 2, it's approximately three years after Daniel and the three Hebrew children have been carried into the Babylonian captivity. They have gone through three years of training. They now have entered in the court of wise men in the palace there in Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. It bothers him. He's not sure what it means, and so he calls for his wise men to come in and interpret the dream. They arrive in his quarters he says, fellas, I've had a dream. I want the interpretation of it. And they looked at him and said, King Nebuchadnezzar, give us the dream and we'll be happy to interpret it for you. He said, yeah, I know you can do that. That's not actually what I want. I want you to tell me what the dream was because if you can tell me what the dream was, then give me an interpretation. I know you can know what the interpretation truly is. 
The wise men said, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, that's an impossibility. That's never happened before. Nobody can do that. He said, you're going to do it or I'm going to cut your head off. So they're standing there, hung out right in front of Nebuchadnezzar with no way to do anything. Please give us the dream and we'll give the interpretation. Well, the decree was set forth that all the wise men would be killed were they not able to give the interpretation. Meanwhile, back in the wise men's barracks was Daniel, the three Hebrew children, I think they were Baptists because they immediately went to a prayer meeting to determine what to do, wanting to know exactly what the interpretation was, not wanting to have their heads cut off because of something that they did not do. And so all of a sudden, Daniel realizes he has the capability. Thank you for joining us for these few moments of study of the book of Daniel. The Daniel Papers is the title to a five-hour audio series that takes an entire look of the book of Daniel, a must-study in your study of prophecy. If you would like to have your own copy of this five-hour series on CD, why don't you call our toll-free number? It's 877-674-3298. Now, that's toll-free from across America, and some of our people will be standing by to take your order for your copy of the Daniel Papers, the five-hour audio series on CD of the entire study of the book of Daniel. Once again, that number to call, 8-Prophecy-8. Now, that's the way I remember it. That's the short little memory trick. But here is the actual number, 877-674-3298. Remember, that's a toll-free number from across America. We would love to hear from you so we can tell you how to get your copy of the Daniel Papers. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you that Jesus Christ could come today. Therefore, we'd better be looking up until...